0: the bed oh, lots of stuff that needs to be done around the house it's close to Christmas time um, you know I figured why not let's do a show before Christmas and um, I've been hermitaging not really I mean you know I've been getting out some going to see some movies which I'll talk about here in a little bit a little bit Um, Hanging upside down on the uh, inversion table. uh, Lifting some weights. Making some gains. uh, Doing some ab work. um, Petting some dogs. Taking some dogs for walks. Encountering other dogs on the trail. uh, Pooping in the wilderness. The dog's pooping in the wilderness, not me. I pee in the wilderness. I have yet to have an occasion as of late where I've had to drop trowel in the wilderness. I need to take that trash out in that little waste paper basket over there. Uh, It's full of crap. Had to hang up some this summer. I foolishly made the mistake of buying some bananas. And then uh, you get the little fruit flies, which I assumed for a long time were gnats. Good gnats. And uh, they are not. They are fruit flies or tiny little they look like gnats. And I had to buy these things to hang up uh, that would catch them. And then they're the sticky things. And then I got the, um, oh, what do you call it? The um, They're like little fruit fly traps. You put this juice in there that comes with them uh, that's like, I guess, sweet. And they get down in there and they can't get out. But that's all rectified because it is now probably about uh, 26 degrees outside and cold as shit. Snowing, all that josh. I'm having some, um, what is this, cinnamon French toast coffee? I made some coffee, which was really good, and I got this creamer. I think it's like cinnamon French toast or something. I put that in there, keep the uh, pipes lubed and warm for the show. I'm like Stevie Nicks. I don't want to start sounding like a like a goat. Um, what's the Stevie Nicks song? Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Stevie Nicks. I like Stevie Nicks. Used to be really cute. I guess we all did. I I had to have a picture taken the other day, and you know, even when you're looking in the mirror, I don't think you really see what you. What, you don't see yourself. First of all, you're only seeing one angle and everything, but you see yourself every day. But when somebody takes a picture, I can't believe how old I am getting. Um, I have a picture. I think I was coming back from the beach or something, and it was a long drive, and I was singing Bob Seeger, shrieking. I was yelling. I I, I, I kind of looked like a, a shrieking, yelling Bob Seeger. And my goatee was really thick. Wait a minute. Mm, might have to take a break here a little bit a little bit um but my goatee had a few gray hairs in it but it was still black and now i got that picture taken the other day it's got two big patches of white hair but then the hair that was black is now like real washed out looking turning to gray i'm getting i'm becoming really old um so I drink a lot of coffee before I do a show, so I can get up the amps. I can get the wattage up, the gamma radiation, get it fly, get get the cylinders you, firing on all cylinders. That's what I'm trying to say, Daddy O. Anyway, that's some good coffee. I said that. Um, not too much going on here. Like I said, uh, we hit had, had an arctic blast of uh, cold air from uh, I think. Uh, uh, Canada or wherever it's the lake effect from what I understand and it's pushing it pushed down the warm air for like a day and it warmed up a little bit but then uh, the cold air came Ooh, yes and you know it's like Kate Beckinsdale in Whiteout without Kate Beckinsdale and um, <laughs> I've been watching some shit I've been watching some bad stuff some good stuff Stuff that's not too good. Um, Went to the theater uh, a few times in the amount of time since Lofus and I recorded uh, last time. But uh, I just figured, you know, I had the day off and I'm sitting here kind of bored. It's about, what time is it? 5.30 in the morning. I probably could have done this earlier, but I was watching television. Um, So, and I, you know, one thing I hate... I fell asleep. If you if I fall asleep, sometimes in the recliner is not too bad because I can I'll actually lay on my side. But if I fall asleep on the love seat where I'm just laying on my back, then I I probably am you know I'm laying on my back with my mouth open and I wake up and it's just ugh because like I guess snoring or whatever. You get that really dry 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 patch in your throat and you wake up and it feels like you just like you swallowed a cotton ball or something but i'm taking care of that right now i also have some delicious tea here i got the cold and the hot it's not really cold it's looking lukewarm anyway let's get down to some show business let's see what's going on here i'm gonna go let's go i'm not even eh, maybe i should bring up well no i didn't bring up imdb i forgot so i will just go um With, you know, how it goes in order. I usually go off my, um, what's what's that thing called? Facebook. Um, Anyway. But what I have been watching, for some reason, on um, Netflix Instant. They have the TV show, or it's a miniseries. Three-part miniseries. I think two hours per part. um, of The Hatfields and McCoys, which uh, Kevin Costner and Bill Paxton star in. Um, most of the other people there's a few people like Powers Booth is in it Tom Barringer in it um, I'm trying to think of anybody else that's I think uh, that Russo guy <laughs> what the hell is his first name it's not Vince Russo that's that jackass from wrestling that sucks um, Russo I think it's Rene Russo's brother he's in a lot of stuff I can't think of his first name um he's good in this. He was in the ninth uh gate with Jonet Dep Depe Let's see. It's something Russo. Now this is another one of those things that I love because I know all you guys are sitting out there going It's fucking Did the Gig moron Russo. Did Gig Okay, let me look up here. Uh ninth the Johnny Depp movie with Frank Langella, who uh, from the movie Men's Club or whatever it was called, uh, they said he was hung like a horse. James Russo. I don't know if he's related to Rene Russo or not. For some, I always thought that he was Rene Russo's brother, but I'm not sure. I think I looked that up one time, and maybe that's not true. James Russo is a Manhattan-born actor. Started in the prize-winning the candy store while attending college. Got a big film break in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Who'd he play in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? James Russo was in Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Okay, you had Spicoli and his gang, which was Eric Stoltz and Dr. Green from ER. Um, of course, Phoebe Cates was hot. Maybe he was a guy that came in and robbed the place that uh, Judge Reinhold Threw coffee in his face. That's the only thing I can think of. Because uh, he wasn't Mr. Hand. And he wasn't... <laughs> he wasn't Boris Whitaker. <laughs> Alrighty. Where that P.B. Cates boy. Boy, howdy. Um, Let me see here. Okay. I don't think he is Rene Russo's brother. Maybe they just have the same last name. But he was in that too. In the Hatfields McCoys. Now I was talking to the Deadly Doll... On, and um, who the fuck else is I talking to on there? Maybe one of the um, Clickers. I don't know if it was Mr. Clicker. But we were talking about this and I think he said that uh, he had bought it, but he hadn't watched it yet. And Emily said she thought it was rather dull. And um, I started watching it and I felt the same way. Um, I live in like the Hatfields lived on the West Virginia side of the border and the McCoys lived in the Kentuck on the Kentucky side pretty much I mean they kind of mixed a lot and everything Um, but that said uh, where they lived is probably about hmm, maybe two and a half three hours from where I live so it's not like I'm I'm uh you know right there just cuz I live in the same state, you know, it's on the I'm in the northern part and they are in the uh the furthest southern part and I'm close to the furthest northern part. I'm up around Pennsylvania. And um but anyway, as I was going, I think it it re- kind of reminds me of the Kevin Costner Wyatt Earp movie. First of all, it's really long. Again, like I said, they made it into a miniseries for TV, History Channel, I believe. And um, Wyatt Earp, where Tombstone did follow along with the story uh, pretty pretty good. Um, Wyatt Earp that uh, Costner did was uh, more expansive. It covered uh, Wyatt Earp from the time he was a, a, like a young child, And before he even got to Tombstone, like when he was in Dodge City, I think like the Civil War, and when he was a buffalo hunter, different different phases of his life. But not only that, one of the reasons I liked um, Tombstone better, I think that... Wyatt Earp, some people say it's it's more realistic, more real, closer to the real story and everything. And I think the way it looks and everything, the costumes and how everything is, probably was more realistic. But I don't think the movie is as good. It's not as entertaining. Uh, and what I was saying with this Hatfields and McCoys um, miniseries... Is I think they went for the same thing. They went for uh, the 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 scenery, the costumes, and everything look great. They're fantastic. Uh, the you know the period they capture it really well. I think, um, but they lose a lot in keeping it you know bam 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 to the letter of what happened and not making it more entertaining. And uh, I was joking with the Deadly Doll saying, you know, I bet you Rob Zombie could make a better version of Hatfields and McCoys. And to be honest with you, I think that's probably true. Kind of like Tombstone, the the um, costumes were more colorful. The um, They wrote colorful dialogue. Um, and in Wyatt Earp, it's more... Just straightforward, which can be when you stick to the actual events and you try and make it so realistic that you, I think sometimes you can lose a lot uh, as far as it being entertaining. Um, you know, and, and we're not watching a documentary here, so uh, it's like watching uh, John Wayne's The Alamo and. Um, You know, John Wayne was playing John Wayne. Now, I did think that the the Alamo with Billy Bob was good, um, and I thought he was great as Davy Crockett, but I think he was playing Davy Crockett more than John Wayne. John Wayne was playing John Wayne, and it was more of a patriotic film, uh, whereas the one with uh, Billy Bob and uh, Patrick, uh, Jason Patrick and Patrick Wilson was... I think it was more realistic, but I actually still think that one was done well. Um, so maybe it's because Costner didn't have his hands on it. I could imagine him playing, trying to play Jim Bowie or something and being the producer, director, and it would be, I think it would be more dull. He has a way of, you know, he he likes to make epics and he wants to make them very realistic and you lose a lot of entertainment. So anyway, it, and another thing I was telling Deadly Doll was, um, I was, this, this morning I was only on like a, I had about 20 minutes left in the first uh, episode, which was, I think, uh, two hours long. And it was, just like she said, I think it was it was kind of boring. It was kind of dull. Um, I'm familiar with the story because uh, back in... The, well, first of all, living here, everybody is. But back in the day, <coughs> there was a movie with uh, Jack Palance and... Uh, I think Steve Forrest, who was the uh, main guy on the TV show SWAT, and he was also, uh, he played one of Joan Crawford's lovers in Mommy Mommy Dearest. He's he's a pretty good actor. Uh, Old school, you know, rugged, old Hollywood kind of actor. And Richard Hatch from, um, oh i want to say starship troopers but it is Battlestar galactica the original Battlestar galactica richard hatch uh is uh chauncey uh hatfield because it's kind of like a the, the allure of it was not only was there this big feud between these two families where people were killed and all this stuff that went on for quite a while but um also it there it, it uh one of the allure uh, allures of the story was there was a Romeo and Juliet real life Romeo and Juliet um love story between the two families, between uh um one of the Hatfields and the uh uh one of the McCoy uh daughters. So anyway, um I'm gonna finish it. I think I have I just finished the... uh, I'm on the third um, episode. of. But what I was going to say was I had uh, said to um, the Deadly Doll from the Feminine Critique um, that um, I was going to finish it and hopefully it would get better. And I think it has gotten... It has picked up because I'm starting to get into the parts where the violence is really amping up and everything. And Chief needs his ears cleaned. I was just checking. I put my finger in his ear and it's got a lot of wax. I'm going to clean your ears later. When I get up here, okay? He says, okay. And he says hi to everybody. Um, I was looking online as uh, with these, um, like I don't have enough to talk about. I have a whole shitload of movies here. But when I do a solo, I kind of just look at stuff that we're talking about online and everything and, and uh, comment on that too. But uh, it's 34 years uh, to the day that uh, uh, Francis Ford Coppola is the outsider's uh first came out, and I think we covered that on the show, it um, starred Matt Dillon, <clears throat> hang on one second there, people, people, I have to have a drink, Stevie Nicks is getting a little bleh. Um. let's see, Pat, uh, Patrick Swayze, Tom Cruise, Rob Lowe, Milo Estevez, um, C. Thomas Howell, uh, Karate Kid, <laughs> Leif Garrett, who else is in that? Cherry Valance, uh, from, um, oh yeah, that was, she played Cherry, that's Diane, uh, Lane, Diane Ladd, Diane Ladd, Diane Lane, Diane Lane, Diane Ladd is, uh, what's her name's mother, I think. Anyway, um, these were good, this was a good, good movie, and not only that, but, you know, Coppola did, uh, that, and Rumblefish, and, um, you know, did some of those S.E. Hinton, uh, uh, books. I think, I don't know if he did Tex or not. I don't think he did Tex. Burp, excuse me, people. I just had to burpy-wurpy. In your ear hole, as Loaf would say. In your ear hole. Did he say that? Somebody says that. Tex was, no, that was directed by Tim Hunter. But that is also an S.E. Hinton, um... Uh, Movie And I need to see that. I need to see it. It's got Meg Tilly in it, back when she was a little cutie. And then she disappeared off the planet Earth. Also, Bill McKinney from uh, Deliverance. Emilio Estevez. Ben Johnson. Love Ben Johnson. Uh, Who else is in this? Jeff Fleury. I don't know if he's related to Marc-Andre Fleury. Uh, Let's go back up here and get back on shock. But anyway, um, The Outsiders came out uh, 34 years ago, which makes me feel old and um came out in 83 that was the year before i graduated had a lot great cast um the um s.e. Hinton books they're good and they're good for you know it's it's a good story for like the the young i've never read any of the books but um from the movie you know the stories are kind of uh, i think they're good good movies for like the younger generation i still like them um William Smith was also in uh, The Outsiders. He was in Rumblefish, too. Uh, Diane Lane was, I mean, the thing is, like, see, all these people are, like, the same age as me. So I was just going to say Diane Lane still looks good, but, you know, hell, she don't look as good as what she did back then (laughs) when she was, like, fucking 18 or 16 or something like that. But you look at Machio and poor Swayze, he's not with us anymore and everything. So it's kind of like a trip down down memory lane to uh, think about that one. Um, let's see, the next thing, I wanted to talk about, who watched this? Somebody watched a movie on La Group, and it was, uh, Chris, uh, Chris M, uh, watched Hard Target. So, and again, again, I think we covered that on La Show, and that's the original Hard Target. Uh, I did watch the, um, the sequel, uh, not that long ago, which was kind of, it was Scott Adkins, um. But this one is Jean-Claude Van Damme, and uh, Lance Henriksen was just fantastic in this, and Arnold Vaslo, Yancy Butler, who uh, I kind of thought was cute back then. She was in uh, Witchblade on TV, but she became a raging, uh, really bad alcoholic, and she had big eyebrows, and she kind of had that voice, you know. We were talking the other day at work about how, um, I think, like maybe like Demi Moore and... Um, the, the little girl that was in Escape from Witch Mountain that, you know, when she got older, she was on, like, one of those Hollywood housewife things. But the the, the cute little girls that had, like, the kind of um, uh, little bit of a scratchy voice, like, like I said, like Demi Moore and maybe um, uh, St. Elmo's Fire or something like that. And it, it, when you're young, it kind of sounds kind of cool. But then when they get older and they start talking, that's how Yancey Butler kind of started talking like this, and it's like, Jesus Christ. They kind of start talking like China, like they're on the juice. <laughs> but anyway, Hard Target was a great movie. I saw that in the theater when it first came out. I went to see it. And, um, you know, John Woo, you, you got to enjoy all the, uh, the super action and the slow-mo and the doves and uh, Wilford Brimley. <laughs> but they're going and hunting people and, Uh, Because Yancey Butler does not watch her wallet. uh, And uh, Jean-Claude had to protect her when they're in uh, New Orleans. Anyway, I wonder if if he was involved in um, the uh, Hurricane Katrina or whatever. You know, Brownie doing a heck of a job. Here's a picture of a tattoo of uh, two guys doing the, you know... Dylan, you son of a bitch. But their penises are doing the same grip that's from uh well i know who that's from <laughs> that's from will and uh not canadian will that's from uh Mer- american will next thing i watched uh, now see people okay here's here's something this week that uh came up I, there was a couple of movies a few movies that i watched that i had heard some of our group say that you know oh this sucks i didn't like it um and then I watched them and I thought, well, it's pretty good. I liked I enjoyed it. And one of them was 2017's The Vault. Now, that was directed and written by Dan Bush, starring James Franco. Uh, Taryn Manning. Francesca Eastwood, who is the spawn of uh, Francis Fisher and Clint Eastwood. And she's very cute. Scott Hayes, who was in the movie with James Franco. Uh, uh, was that? Uh, child of god he's the one that uh shit in the woods and took a stick and and scraped the poop out of his butt crack clifton collins jr's in this um i thought this was pretty good and uh somebody on the group said that it was a i said something about it downloading really slow and they said you bet you know pray that it doesn't download at all because it sucks well i saw the trailer and i thought man this looks creepy and i kind of like the concept the way i picked it up in the trailer and when i watched it i it fulfilled everything i mean it wasn't the goddamn uh cane mutiny or whatever but i thought it was pretty good and i thought franco was really good i like uh some of the stuff that happened and like i said the little um um uh eastwood francesca eastwood when she first came on the screen i was like boy that girl she's cute you know she got really pretty eyes and um then when she does something and it, it changes her look. I was like, okay, wait a minute. I saw her last name and I thought that's got to be Francis Fisher's uh, kid with Clint because she looks like a like an eighteen year old Francis Fisher. So anyway, I thought this was pretty good. I recommend it. I liked it. No problemo from me. Next thing I watched, Pipel, was another one that um, I think Loaf. Um, Said that he went to see it at the theater and he was like kind of gave it a meh or it was poop or whatever. And Dave Mack said that he liked it. And from the trailer, again, I when I first saw the trailer, I was like, Oh, I kind of want to see this. And I watched it to give my own opinion. opinion. Who's this douche? Okay, now this guy looks pretty cool in the movie, but now there's pictures of him. He must have been like a child actor. Dylan O'Brien, he I think is the main guy Um, now I don't know, one of my friends was asking me if this was based on some kind of a book Um, and I don't know but I did say after it was over I would not mind seeing more of that character in a kind of a Jason Bourne type thingy what was this dude in? let me look because like I said he looks kind of cool in American Assassin but then when you see him in um, on these pictures where he's really super young and really clean cut he looks like a douche he was in Teen Wolf the TV series I guess he's on that a lot uh, Deepwater Horizon May- oh he's in the Maze Runner thing you know when the, when some of these people just show up out of the blue and I'm like who the, fuck are, who the fuck where'd this guy come from it's usually because they're in like a series of movies that I have never watched and don't care to watch uh, but I thought American Assassin was good i thought michael keaton was really good i liked all the action in it. it was pretty it was fucking pretty badass uh what's his face um i wouldn't say that i how well, i don't know if i would say that he was horrible but um i did not uh taylor uh, what's that motherfucker's name taylor something he was in john carter Taylor, not Taylor, Trevor, that's Trevor White. Where the hell are you? I hate when I look up on IMDb and the son of a bitch is like one of the main guys of the three guy people in it and you can't find him. Taylor. What's his name, people? John Carter, Warlord of Mars. Why do, who's Taylor Lawton? Why do I want to say that? What's that son of a bitch's name? Where's he at? Oh, now I'm getting mad. I'm going to give up, and I'm just going to say Taylor, John Carter. Uh, Michael Keaton, Scott Adkins is in this. He has, like, a kind of... Taylor Kish, Jesus fucking Christ. Okay, now, he is... Okay, it's it's this Dylan O'Brien, Michael Keaton, and Taylor Kish are the three top people in the whole thing. And Taylor Kish's name on the IMDB list is below Scott Adkins. It's probably three-quarters of the way down the page. I don't like that. Boo IMDB. Boo. Uh but I like this movie. If you just wanna, you know, straight up action movie with some hardcore killing and shit like that, you can't go wrong. Um was thinking about this movie uh the other day. I don't know why. Uh we covered it again on the um on the show. Uh, I think it was one of my picks was the movie, 1984 movie, Reckless. So I guess maybe The Outsiders got me thinking about the old days. Uh, this is, uh, Outsiders is 83, this is 84. Uh, one of the first things I think I saw Aiden Quinn in, Daryl Hannah's in it. and She's really, she's a, you know, cute high school girl. Uh, Clifty Young. Who else is in this son of a bitch? Who played, what's his name's dad? Oh, Jennifer Grey was in this. This was like probably around Ferris Bueller, probably before Ferris Bueller. I would think, Pamela Springsteen? I don't know if she's related to La Boss. Uh, Adam Baldwin. Anyway, um, I like this movie and the uh, song, uh, Mom, like it better if we slept together. Mom, like it better if we slept together. This is one of those kind of forgotten... Like I said, we reviewed it on the show, and I probably said it then, too. It's kind of one of those forgotten movies that, uh, you know, um, I'm I'm surprised that, um, you know, when, like, Tom Cruise and Swayze and uh Rob Lowe and all those guys were hitting it big this was a a little bit more edgier um uh, kind of a version of that kind of movie kind of goes along with um oh what was it like uh all the right moves with Tom Cruise where we covered that too where he's a football player in high school and it had fucking in it (laughs) (laughs) you know I like that fucking (laughs) stupid but anyway, I like that movie. I recommend it. I don't know if it's out on DVD. I'd like to see that one out on um, on the blue or a digital. I mean, I get I need to get a digital download of that. That's a good movie, and it's got motorcycles in it too. Um, Rourke, who is uh, the main dude, he's kind of he's he plays on the football team and stuff. But he's oh wait a minute, I just scratched my armpit with my pen, and then yeah, I need to take a shower today. <laughs> Labio. <laughs> But he's he's from the other side of the tracks, and even the guys on the football team, um, you know, he's just kind of distant, and he's kind of a he's kind of like that uh, rebel without a cause kind of a guy. But he rides a Triumph, I think Bonneville, which is cool. Uh, I did see that. Uh, let's see, that's Recalos. I finished season one of Stranger Things. Have heard a lot about that, uh, my friends. Uh, have watched it all the way through, and they're on the second season, so I watched like the first two or three episodes of the first season and kind of forgot about it, so I finished it, and I really liked it. I liked the, um, especially like Bill, that, you know, the the final episode was excellent, and the dude that plays um, the sheriff, uh, Hopper, in that uh, is going to play Hellboy, um, which is cool. Uh, What's his name? Is that Finn Wolfhard? Finn Wolfhard. Holy shit. No, it's uh, David Harbour plays Jim Hopper. Jim Hopper. Jim Hopper was the fucking guy that led the first team into the jungle uh, in Predator that got fucking annihilated by the Predator and got hung up. Jim Hopper. Get to the chopper. They killed Jim Hopper and all his men. I think it was Jim Hopper. Correct me if I'm wrong, people. Well, you can't, because we're not speaking, actually. Uh, But uh, David Harbour is uh, Jim Hopper in Stranger Things, and he's going to play uh, Hellboy in the new Hellboy movie. Um, Who's this Finn Wolfgard? Mike Wheeler. Oh, he's probably one of those little kids. Yeah, he's a little kid who looks like a little girl, actually. Um, So I watched that and finished it, and I liked it. I will be getting to the second season. It's one of those things where I'm starting to get where I didn't watch any series. And now there's several. And I like uh, Peaky Blinders, Legends of Tomorrow, Mr. Robot. I watched those. And then, fuck, I didn't even know they had started back up again. So I'm way behind on all that shit. Um, Bruce Brown, who was a great director of documentaries, did... uh, uh, on it on any Sunday, and what was that surfer fucking movie called? Oh, the not Big Wednesday. Um, we did not prepare. Failure to prepare. Uh, Endless Summer. He did Endless Summer, and then the sequel, Endless Summer Two. And he also did a uh, On Any Sunday too, which which was okay. It wasn't as good. Uh, on Any Sunday was a big hit, um, and one of the one of the reasons. First of all, it's one of the best motorcycle documentaries ever because it covers every like genre of racing and just riding for fun little kids riding mini bikes and it's got steve mcqueen in it so you can't beat that uh the king of cool is in that um and um endless summer is uh, another great documentary it's one of those ones that even if you are not it's it's like uh, on any Sundays the same way. Even if you don't like motorcycles or don't know anything about them, even if you don't like surfing and don't know anything about it, you would like both these documentaries. That's how well done they are. And he passed away. Uh, I'm trying to think what day that was. Monday. So it's kind of sad because I, uh, I like both of those documentaries. Uh, and uh, Johnny Halliday uh, passed away, which I did not know until I think Rolf or somebody brought it up. And um, I knew him from... Uh, the movie, the Johnny Toe movie, Vengeance, and uh, he was really good in that. And someone had mentioned that it would have been really cool if they could have gotten Lane Delon to play his part in Vengeance. Uh, it probably would have been an epic battle of the uh, of the of the too many facelifts for guys because Johnny Halliday in that movie he kind of looks like how Burt Reynolds started getting where he had and and um. Uh, Robert Evans, Elaine Delon, some of those guys, they got so many facelifts that their skin started looking like fucking scar tissue. And instead, you know, uh, for the most part, um, you sag or wrinkle, you know, downward because of gravity and like the crows feet in their eyes like actually go up and it is just and and you know they have no no uh bags under their eyes at all it's all smooth and shiny which like I said it looks like scar tissue but you know I really liked him in that movie and then I looked him up because he was a um, he was also in some spaghetti westerns and other movies, and uh, you know, when you see him when he's young, and like these movies in the ni- early 1960s, you know, young, good looking guy, and he kind of had an Elvis like Tom Jones kind of, I guess, uh, singing career over there, and it was all in French, Cariela, and that was one of his big songs. And, and when you see, if you look up, and I posted um, one clip. Of him singing his big hit "Gabriel," and uh, he's on stage, and I mean, they have this big, huge stage that looks like something out of a U two concert, and he's riding a fucking Harley. It's like a big horseshoe or a big circle. He's riding a fucking Harley Davidson around on the stage, and and uh, all these different costumes and shit. It's pretty cool. So he's, you know, I think he's pretty iconic over there in France. <laughs> Let's see. I'm so fucking stupid. <laughs> legends of tomorrow like i said i I didn't even know it had started and i asked one of my friends at work about it he said they were having all these crossovers and with uh uh, green lantern and uh, um, flash and supergirl and stuff like that and i'm like well has it it's already started he goes fuck yeah he goes it's like nine nine uh, uh episodes in well then when i get on my on demand they only have a certain amount of episodes and the older ones they start um they delete, so if you want to watch the older ones, you have to pay like two hundred ninety nine to watch them so I started on episode five, and I liked it for number one um, white canary looks hot again she 's got her hair all blonde. You know, I never noticed until because she 's got dark eyebrows, so I just thought she had brown hair, but she must be a ginger because when I was looking at pictures of her online on uh, Pinterest, um, she has like you like i'm looking at this picture of her on the poster. Uh, legends of tomorrow and she, it doesn't look like she has a freckle well she's got freckles all over her face and they have pictures of her where she doesn't have her hair blonde and she's got like red hair so but she's hot i like how she kicks ass and she's uh she looks good body looks good nice tight <laughs> but i enjoy that one it's uh it's a fun show it's not like um big budget or anything which makes it even better but it's just fun they have they have sad stuff in it and things like that but for the most part it's a it's a good time you know not really campy like uh, the old batman with adam west but you know still just a fun show to watch even if you're a boy like me uh, here's one. Caballero Classics presents Swedish Erotica Volume Seventy Four, new volume never seen before with Erica Boyer featured in this volume. Classics dot com. I just found this picture for some. I, I was looking her up uh, and. um found this picture so i fucking posted it uh some people like to hear some porn reviews i don't know if i've ever watched this but i do have some porn reviews of erica boyer and uh the sad part the reason i was thinking about her was there's a couple of these uh um porn actresses i want to say old porn actresses because she was around in like the 80s uh when i was in college and um pretty hot good-looking good-looking lady but she got killed i think in a car wreck and uh there's been a couple of them like that where you you look them up like their their bio or something like that and they were like you know killed in a car wreck or you know for uh, died of something or other and that was kind of sad because you know no matter what they're people too and that and and the thing is like i said if her movies were all through like were like all through the 80s she might have made uh, a 100 fucking movies in two months <laughs> and then it seems like there's all these movies but it's, it's you know like it was a big part of her life but it might not have been i'm not saying specifically for her but i've heard some of the other other uh, adult film actresses say well you know i only did that for like six or eight months out of and and now they're 50 and you think okay the six or eight months uh they made and it wasn't like they shot constantly some of them hell that and like uh uh, two or three days they might have shot several scenes and it seems like they were in 30 fucking movies and they only were there for like a couple of days or you know like a week or whatever um, a new movie that is coming out, I know that Swedish erotic, I think it was funny, that's the only reason I wrote it down is uh, Seven Days in Entebbe and uh, this stars uh, Daniel Bruhl and Rosamund Pike, I don't know who else is in it but um, I want to see this because um, I lived at the time of uh, the raid on Entebbe by the Israeli uh, special forces after um, this was back in the time when um, all these planes were getting hijacked all the time we talk about terrorism now but these people were hijacking you know jet airplane passenger planes you know it seemed like every other fucking week and saying i want to you know fly this to cuba or fly this to you know entebbe or or you know Africa or wherever some some uh, communist uh, nation and they would have like a protest and if you watch the um, Carlos the Jackal movie you'll see a lot of that and um, uh, some of these uh, or the uh, barter uh, uh, barter Meinhoff complex you'll see kind of that time period and some of these people were fucking fanatics uh uh the 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 lady that Rosamund Pike plays I know I've read up on her quite a bit and she was a fucking psycho uh, <laughs> but anyway it's a it's a true story and it's a good story they made two other movies one of them was Operation Thunderbolt and the other one was Radon and Tebby Charles Bronson was in *Radon and Entebbe, I believe. He played, uh, G- uh, General Dan Shamran, uh, and, um, but it's a, it's a compelling story. I can't wait to watch this and see what they do. I'm trying to see if it says where that's going to be on, uh, which, if it's going to be on, uh, if it's a movie or if it's going to be on TV, a lot of, you know, Netflix is making so much shit now, um see who's producing it and everything here yeah, yes uh original title is just entebbe seven days in entebbe it's 2018 rated pg-13 yeah, give it a fucking hard r let's see some killing Urgh! um who else is in this i don't see anybody else that i really recognize and I think it's just a it's a uh, mainstream movie it's going to be in the, the- theater um Raid on Entebbe was 1976 and Operation Thunderbolt was 1977 I believe this actually happened in 1976 so they really rushed out to make that Raid on Um anyway people uh, yeah July 1976 because I was going to say we were in uh, Myrtle Beach when that happened that's when we went on vacation and I remember it happening being all over the news and radio and everything Oh, look, Paleo Cinema has a new episode out. Podcast, Paleo Cinema Podcast, episode 224. Jesus Christ. And if he wasn't doing Martian Drive-In Podcast, that would probably be like four uh, four 448. Yeah, I added two to that. Or <laughs> multiplied that by two. I added two. If they wasn't doing Martian Drive-In Podcast, it'd be 226. Uh, <laughs> Tales of Entertaining Mr. Sloan in Manhattan. Uh, New episode, tailcoats, rough trade for everyone. I like a little rough trade. I don't know, that doesn't sound too good. Uh, There is Gal Gadot's ass. What's the ass? Um, I went to see Justice League at the theater. Theater, yes. And, um, okay, I had heard not a lot of good about it. I get a little bit uh, annoyed by the fanboys that say, uh, that have been saying Ben Affleck's the greatest Batman of all time. He's the greatest ever, the greatest. I'm like, okay, he was in like, you know, uh, uh, what, a couple of, uh, he was in the Batman movie with uh, versus Superman. Then he had like guest appearances at at a few movies. And then he was in this one. But, and he said he doesn't want to do it anymore and I'm like, well, I didn't think he sucked but I thought Christian Bale was better because he's not wearing hockey butt. Anyway, um, it is rather distracting. My iPad has two pictures of Gal Gadot and her ass. Um, wonder Woman, I'm sorry. And uh, it is she is a wonder. She is a long-legged, tall, broad lady. Amazonian. She would... Just, she would flog me like a. Um, what gets flogged? A, I don't know. Male chauvinist pig. Uh, with issues. Okay let's see. Um, okay here's the deal with Justice League. I heard it wasn't very good. And I went with uh, an open mind. Um, my, my biggest critiques. I thought Wonder Woman was good. I don't particularly mine the um i put a post on there about how uh it was disgusting the uh sexualization of men and how they would show jason momoa or um who's the other motherfucker that had a show or uh superman what's that guy's name dan something <laughs> oh, i'm so stupid i'm oh no wonder i couldn't find it i'm still on entebbe um That guy that plays Superman that I don't really... I mean, he's okay and other stuff, but I don't like him as Superman. Number one, his face is too edgy. Number two, he has too much hair on his chest to be Superman. He has body hair. Superman should not have body hair. Henry... Henry Cavill. Um, where else? Do, okay, let's see. Let me think. I... Okay. It's one of those ones that has a team... So everybody has to get their little bit of time. I mean, my God, if, like, say, a couple of these people were in this movie, they might have only had to shoot for a couple of days. Um, ben Affleck's in it probably the most, him in uh, Wonder Woman. Um, like, Amber Heard's in it, but for, like, about two seconds. Um, same with uh, Connie Nielsen. Um, I The way that they have done Superman in this one and in Batman versus Superman or whatever the hell that thing was called i just don't like how they they write batman or uh, uh superman and another and sort of batman too they go for that really dark frank miller kind of a thing where uh a superman is just such a fucking emotionless sad sack of a fucking mannequin and in this one he's really just a fucking mannequin he takes his shirt off you know he's got his shirt off and then you see oh look how much he worked out and he trained with a personal trainer and yeah and he took Anavar and tren and uh Dynaball and all kinds of other shit too but anyway um so i didn't like i don't really like that Henri Caville as superman but I think he would probably be a lot better if they would write the character better so that Superman isn't a goddamn fucking emotionless golem. Um, Gal Gadot was... and I always thought it was Gal Gadot. I just assumed that, but it's Gal Gadot because she actually says that. She's really cute. She has a lot of personality. Uh, like when she furrows her brow when she's upset, it's kind of like exciting. <laughs> um Ben Affleck's okay. I don't like his fucking hair. He's got that goddamn... They've got it styled and flipped up. And then they try and make it look natural by making it look a little ruffled. But it never really moves that much. And I'm starting to... I was like, is Ben Affleck Affleck wearing a fucking wig? Um, Jason Momoa as Aquaman... Why did they even need to fucking have him be Aquaman? Even He even played Aquaman like Lobo. He looks like fucking Lobo. They should have just had him play fucking Lobo in another movie or have Lobo be in this one. Or, let's see, that's the only two options, I think. Have Aquaman and Lobo in this. But Jason Momoa was born to play Lobo, so what do these stupid movie people do? They have him play Aquaman um so i thought he was kind of i mean he was all right but it's just not he you know that's not how aquaman is and blah um i did not mind the guy that played cyborg what is his name i can't even find it on is that rafe yeah ray fisher he was good um the character kind of looked kind of because he's the one that the, the 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 I don't know if it was costume or if it was mostly CGI. Probably CGI. They have him wear a green costume, and then they put all that armor and shit on him. Um, it looked okay. I I I didn't mind uh, the character and the stuff that he can do, the powers and stuff that he has, and his relationship with his papa and all that shit. Um, so that didn't bother me that much. Um, J.K. Simons. Simo- I like J.K. Simmons, but, you know... Commissioner Gordon, I kind of like maybe have Gary Oldman back. Uh, Syrian Hines, I like him in everything that I've ever seen him in. But I think he was really wasted in this. Um, he did the voice of Steppenwolf. And a lot of times, the I didn't think the audio was very good with Steppenwolf. And the CGI sucked. Um, like his face and everything. Somebody showed um, how they did the CGI of Kurt Russell. Going from old Kurt Russell to young Kurt Russell in Guardians of the Galaxy 2. And he just looked, I mean, he's got this Farrah Fawcett hair and he looks so young and everything, it looked really good. And then they take fucking uh, Henry C- Cavill's uh, mustache off because he had to come do reshoots. And his fucking lip looked stupid. It looked like he was, cur- you know, had his top lip curled up and was showing his teeth like, oh, look, look at my face. I got like choffers. And it looked bad. Uh, so why couldn't they make that look better? But Steppenwolf, from afar, looked okay, sort of. It still kind of looked uh, compared to like fucking Pacific Rim or something like that. He he just it looked kind of it looked cartoony and and his when they did close-ups of his face and he was talking, it looked like shit. Um, this was okay. It wasn't horrible. It was you know it went by pretty quickly. A lot of action. But, uh, I just, the tone of it and everything, why does Batman have to be such a fucking... Okay, first of all, he was such a piece of shit in that last one. You know, it was just like, he just had in his head, he had to fucking prove that he could kill Superman no matter what. Even though Superman was his fucking friend, he acts like a total dickhead. Uh, and even, I mean, okay, maybe he wasn't in that one. I don't know if they had met that much or they were friends, but still, um... Superman was a good guy, and here this asshole is like, I have to prove that I can kill him, because we have to prove, show him that man is better than God. And all that (laughs) shit. (laughs) Just your Um. So he was a, a fucking total dick in that first one, until he heard the word Martha. And he fucking pissed his pants like a fucking big baby Douche, and another thing is, Affleck must not have gotten too good a shape because, first of all, I saw pictures of him in a T-shirt, and he looks like he got bitched hit. Um, I, because everybody else in that movie, if they worked out, like Chris Evans as Captain America, or or uh, Henry Cavill or Jason Momoa, they make they take their shirts off and they show how ripped they are and all that. Oh, they had a personal trainer for so many months. Affleck never takes his shirt off. Even when he takes that giant suit off, which makes him look like a fucking uh, modern steroidal huge bodybuilder and he takes the suit off and he still wears like his little under uh suit, which I guess is like some kind of uh, we call it under armor or something like that because he must have had some he, he must not have wanted to work out too much he wanted to gamble and drink chase whores so anyway this is worth a watch uh you can wait as far as seeing it and wait for it to come out on dvd it's not that great but it's not horrible it's just got a lot of problems and uh like i said that the the uh the director had a personal crisis um i don't want to say because i think that uh somebody in his family died or was dying or something so they had to get um somebody else to come in uh was it josh whedon to start with and then they got Zack snyder or vice versa and so you kind of now uh like Syrian hines said that the movie sucked and he wanted to see the original full version before the other director ca- uh. came on oh and I forgot, I forgot about the flash guy flash guy was okay uh but to me it was all i i i guess it's supposed to be you know he in this one he's really super young he's never really had a lot of superhero stuff experience and everything and uh batman's supposed to be a lot older and i think you know whatever anyway so you can't you know superman and batman have known each other forever but when they're older which is where the superman versus batman comes from they had already done the Justice League for years and years and years, and they all knew each other. But then when they do it for the movie, they don't know each other, but they're older and more bitter and cynical and everything. Well, Flash is like a little, uh, like a young kid in this, and he's just, you know, really. He had some funny stuff. He he was like part of the, you know, one of the bigger parts of the humor of this. But, you know, I don't know. He's all right. I, I just don't see Flash as being, you know. And when you go, move your mouse back and forth on this, they move around. Wow. Get off the Justice League. Who cares? It's not worth talking about that much. Uh dee 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 dee. Do, do, do. Rolf watched Green Room from 2015. Um this is kind of like a uh, siege movie. Uh kind of like 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 he says, Assault on Precinct Thirteen, where these this band goes to play at a uh, you know gets hired to play at a local like kind of I don't even say it was a club, it was a kind of a dive bar and they go in they're like a punk band they go in there and are, and are playing and then they realize that the whole bar is a like a uh, KKK neo-Nazi white supremacist white trash white supremacist bar so they kind of have to try and adjust and then some shit goes down and uh and um, they get trapped and it's got some ultra violence in it I thought it was pretty good I actually bought that I only watched it once but um it's pretty good. Um Jean-Luc Picard from Star Trek is in it. Uh he he's really good too. He plays a good uh like leader of the neo-Nazis, um like uh, Tom Metzger or something like that kind of a guy. Been watching um uh, Mr. Robot again. I'm uh, up to I think uh episode 9 of the new season. I think, I think it's pretty good. Um curious to see what they're going to do. I think they did say they were going to uh they just announced they're going to have another season. Uh and a new season of Jessica Jones, who I I love Jessica Jones. I love the I love that character on the TV show. Love the uh actress Chris is it, what the hell's her name? Jessica Jones is Kristen Ritter which is what I was going to say but I did I kept thinking that it was the chick on Saturday night live. She's so funny because she's so mean and bitter and cynical <laughs> and uh, drinks and you know just, I love it in uh, the Defenders where everybody's fighting they have this big fight going on and she's like am I the only one in the world that doesn't know martial arts cuz she's really strong and resilient but she just you know she does everybody else knows karate it seems. Uh she's she's uh She doesn't uh, suffer fools. She's kind of uh, um, the mean girl that you like, you know. Probably would abuse you a little bit, a little bit. Jessica Jones. I didn't even have that on there, but I just brought it up. Mr. Robot's been really good. I like the, uh, what's his, the guy and it's going to play Freddie Mercury, too. Uh, What's his name? He was in uh, Short Term 12 with uh, that little cutie. um, Brie Larson. Uh, Rami, Rami, or is it Rami Malik? He is uh, going to play Freddie Mercury. He was just a skinny lad, never knew no good from bad. Uh, and of course, Christian Slater has had like a career resurgence on Mr. Robot, and I really like him in this. Um, DB Wong, who I used to watch on uh, Law and Order: Special Victims Unit, uh, that is a deadly doll. Uh, she likes that show. Like Stabler, Stabler. <laughs> and uh this season we have uh what's his face on there that uh bobby Cannavale is on mr robot the third season he's awesome he kind of on the show on the third season um it's sort of like a, a winston wolf character from like pulp fiction so if you like winston wolf you'll kind of like that um i watched um what's that movie called god damn it uh, see I, I just jumped on I, I usually bring up my imdb and i don't know why i got like after i started talking i was like fuck i didn't bring up my imdb dumb shit again i watched a movie again that i have watched and reviewed on the show before and it's the one with oh it's haywire it's the one with um the chick Gina Carano, Ewan McGregor, Michael Fassbender, Michael Douglas, and um, Antonio Bandaras, uh, and Bill Paxton. So that's two Bill Paxton movies. And I still like this movie. I, I enjoy it. It's a Soda Burr movie, so it's not just your your usual shit uh, Gina Carano straight-to-DVD movie, um, which, you know, I've seen some of her straight-to-DVD movies, and I think they're they're pretty good for an action movie because she's kind of like a Scott Adkins kind of a person or a, a sort of a Channing Tatum's in this, too, which I, you know, he's this is the movie that I point to when I say you want to see what a shitty actor Channing Tatum is. He's horrible in this. I don't give a fuck. But all the other ones, Banderas, Michael Douglas, Ewan McGregor, and um, Fassbender are all fucking great. Love it. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. (laughs) Stoyan! I think that's how you pronounce his name. Stoyan. You know, I see see him on our group all the time, and, you know, you just read the name, and I don't think about it. I see his picture and everything, and I know who he is, but I, I've never, so I, I need to know how to pronounce your name, Stoyan. I'm assuming the A is uh, pronounced a Y, or it could be Stow john uh, but anyway, I don't, I'm i not going to say your last name, but he um, got a uh, Blu-ray set of Kelly's Heroes and Where Eagles Dare, both Clint Eastwood movies. I saw Don Rickles in and Charles Bronson in, uh, like a I think it must have been like a Twilight Zone episode the other night um, about a, a ventriloquist. Uh, it was like a murder and a ventriloquist ventriloquist dummy. I mean. No, Don Rickles was on another episode and Burgess Meredith was a uh, a little slight of build older guy in a bar and Don Rickles is kind of a bully and he would pick on him all the time. Well, then Burgess Meredith's got like superhuman strength and was picking him. Up. It was funny because it looks so fake, but he picked him up over his head with one arm and had him spinning around like a fucking, uh, a whirly bird, whirly bird. Um, but anyway, Kelly's heroes is an old favorite and both of these are, but Kelly's heroes is a lot more fun and funny. Uh, whereas where Eagles dare is very, uh, uh there's not a lot of funny in this, although, uh, uh, Richard Burton and Clint Eastwood sort of... I think Richard Burton breaks Clint Eastwood's balls every once in a while, uh, gives him a little jab, which is pretty funny. Like, a, you know... Uh, anyway, um, Kelly's Heroes, you know, like Donald Sutherland and that... Um, uh, who else is in that son of a bitch? Don Rickles? I said Don Rickles. And uh, Donald Sutherland... There's a lot of people in it. Um, what's his name? Uh, Carol O'Connor. Um, plays. A, has like a small role in it. Telly Savalas who played AJ Maggot. <laughs> <laughs> I found a Telly Savalas movie on YouTube that I've never seen. I think it's called. It's not the border. That's Jack Nicholson and Harvey Keitel. But it's something about the the border. But Telly Savalas plays, I think, like a Border Patrol guy, sleazy Border Patrol guy. We have Kelly's Heroes, Clint Eastwood, of course, plays Kelly. You got Big Joe, who is Telly Savalas. Uh Don Rickles' is a Crap Game, Carol O'Connor, um Donald Sutherland, Gavin McLeod, Stuart Margolin. You got a lot of people in this. A lot of a lot of faces. Harry Dean Stanton. Yeah. And uh Donald Sutherland's like a hippie fucking World War Two guy. You know, I guess it's sort of sort of beatnik-ish, maybe. Because, you know, of course, World War II was a long time before there was ever hippies. But they probably still had some grass-smoking freaks back then, too. <laughs> anyway, moving right along. Yeah, a little checklist here. A little checklist chicky chick chick um what i was gonna one thing i was gonna speak on was i am a member of a couple of groups on facebook and one of the groups is turner classic turner movie classics or turner classic movies whatever and another one it's like an old west um group where they talk about like old movie westerns john wayne jimmy stewart randolph scott uh they even go back to like tom mix and stuff like that but what i have found that i've gotten into some Confrontations with people is people are letting their this this political divide in the country like go to their head. It's like when people say we need to take our country back or you know go back to like the fifties when things were better or the thirties or whatever, and, and they think about like uh, Andy Griffith and Mayberry and uh, the Andy Griffith Show or Father Knows Best, and they remember the TV shows instead of real life or. They didn't live back then, but they watched those TV shows and say, look how it was, you know, My Three Sons. And it was so much better back then. Not, not saying that, like, okay, in the 50s or the early 60s with the, you know, yeah, it was okay if you were uh, middle class or upper class uh, and white. But if you were anything else and you were treated like shit and, you know, women didn't have as much... Um, say in anything uh you know there still was just huge discrimination and um and that kind of shit um, racism uh if you were gay you could you could be arrested if it was found out that you were gay or a lesbian just shit like that but they'd see that you know and that's the same thing with these like old westerns and old movies this guy was saying the other day, somebody posted uh, a thing where they said um Why one of the question for the for the thread was why don't you go to the theater anymore? Like you know why don't you go to actual theater, plop down your movie for a ticket, and sit in the theater and watch movies? And uh, there were you know for some people it was like you know well if I take my family it costs too much. Um, I just wait for it to come out. It's easier to wait for it to come out on dvd or whatever or digital download i can watch at home i got a nice big screen flat screen tv it's just as good with surround sound whatever but then there's some of these people on there that that are like i'm sick of the liberal hollywood and uh, they're forcing their agenda down our throat and they've got this and that and all the perversions and everything and i pointed out to some of them i said you know seriously okay you don't even have to read Hollywood Babylon. Just have your damn eyes and ears open and to, to real life and all the stuff that's going on today. Say you're talking about sexual harassment or the casting couch or um, um, upper echelon, whether it's movie stars, producers, or directors having sex with underage boys or girls. That shit goes back to fucking since there's been fucking uh, film. Back to the silent era. Uh, you know Charlie Chaplin liked underage girls you you know you had the fatty arbuckle whether it was true or not you know uh the the scandal you know where he supposedly raped a girl when he was drunk with a with a bottle and she died she hemorrhaged and died or or you know you had shit like that all the time look at Woody Allen or or even you go back before that all the the, the stars that you would see went before there was like okay you Robert Mitchum got arrested and went to jail for smoking a doob you know and back in the day before that was like you know a, a more fashionable thing with like the Peter Fonda and the counterculture guys like Dennis Hopper and those guys. But even before that, Robert Mitchum was smoking weed. But even before that, the guys that they look up to like John Wayne and all these guys, they were fucking raging alcoholics. That and you would hear all the time about how they smacked around their their women, you know, and like it's like spousal abuse and that's drug addiction. You know, alcohol is a drug, and you're an alcoholic and you drink all the time and. um Like I said, you know, getting divorced, screwing around on their wives, all this shit, everything that's going on now went on back then, you know, so, and these people would get mad and say, you got a fucking problem with me, you know, well, I'm sorry, but you know, that's just the way I feel. And I was like, well, okay, you can feel that way and you can think whatever you want but you're not you're you're not you're entitled to your opinion but you're not entitled to the facts and you're looking at it as uh, through those rose-colored glasses and then that you're you're getting old and you're doing that get off my lawn you know shit and everything new is bad and sucks and and everything back then was great and it wasn't you know so go fuck yourself douchebags i'll punch them in the face (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, another one on on that on that subject of shit that I was getting into people into with people on the internet was uh, they were talking about who was better at playing Buford Pusser in the Walking Tall movies, Joe Don Baker or Bo Svenson. So I posted because you know I, I've have several books on, on the guy and the whole, that time period and what happened for real. And, uh, have watched the movies and reviews of the movies and how the actual Buford Pusser's family and how he actually felt about the first movie because he was alive when it happened. He wanted to play himself in the second one and, and third one, but he got killed. So anyway, we went all over that. If you, if you listen to the gentleman's guide, the midnight cinema's, um, uh, review, I think of the, of the, of, uh, walking tall, Uh, Or maybe it was when they were talking about it online or something. I posted some of the books and everything. I did on there, too. I said, here are some of the books. And this person got into an argument with me over several different facts. And I actually went and dug the fucking books out of my closet and, you know, took screen captures and pictures of pages that proved them wrong. And this guy, like, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. I and the, this person's like, "I was there. I saw him do this and that." And I'm like, "You're full of shit. You know you're goddamn full of shit because the guy that that, that uh, actually it, and there's all kinds of YouTube clips too where they're talking about this stuff. Um the one guy, W.R. Morris wrote a wrote a book about Pusser with his permission. He was there with him uh and wrote this book um, the 12th of August and it's a good book and everything. And then after he died and it was like years later, cause it was only like maybe 10 years ago, he wrote a second book called the state line mob. Uh, and it gave, um, a more, a more truer version with all the warts and bad stuff that he left out of the, that was left out of the first book because Pusser was still alive and his family for the most part was still alive um, at that time and so when he wrote the newer version it doesn't make Buford Pusser look like a villain or anything it just to me it makes him look more human because in the movies and stuff like that where they're showing him and he's the hero and you know the hero doesn't cheat on his wife the hero never does anything bad he never does this it was all you know done perfectly to the letter of the law because he's the white hat hero and in real life it wasn't like that it's just like real life you look at cops today it's not all there's you know not guys out there i mean everybody has their good side their bad side everybody has their hang-ups and Skeletons in their closet. I don't give a fuck who, who you are. You know, you see these holier than thou preachers and and people that go to church and everything. But I mean, you know, my God, it's just a, a part of being human. That's why I mean, you know, I'm not like a big born Christian or anything. But when they say He was without sin, let him cast the first stone. There is every we're all sinners. That just means that everybody. You know, nobody is purer than the driven snow. You're born innocent, and then after that, life kicks in, and you deal with things. And you know, but anyway, these people are just—they're—they're they're crazy. Some of them are crazy, and for the most part, the ones that were really getting nasty, and I—I I was not getting nasty. I would just try and present them with the facts, and because I didn't want to get a yelling match or anything, uh, were older, old or older people that were just you could tell that they have been divided to the point of with, with the way things are in America today, uh, the right and the left that would lead one side to try and elect knowingly elect a, um, fucking person who has been accused time after time of being a child fucking molester, you know, so it's that kind of thing. Um, but it's just that divide and I'm like listen you know i'm not I'm not trying to you know I'm start a fight or anything oh you're just and they start with that shit you know you're a bleeding heart you're trying to tear down our heroes all of a sudden I'm like you know no dude you know I'm just telling you you made a statement and it's not true and I just I wasn't saying hey no you're wrong I said well actually this is you know I have a, a several books written about this and this is what they said happened and it's documented and you can go on youtube there's clips of uh people that were actually there talking about the events and everything no fuck you you're a dick (laughs) okay next thing i watched was um let me bring it up people it's a Jean cassavetes I have not seen this. I think I remember my sister maybe watching it a long, long time ago on TV. And I know that they have done several movies that were sort of remakes um, of the John Cassavetes movie Gloria. And... Is that it right there? Oh, that's Glory. That's Denzel Washington. You dumb motherfucker. Okay. Now, listen, people. I typed in Gloria... And the goddamn name of the motherfucker is G L O R I A Wanna start singing Van Morrison or The Doors Today, of course a remake of that. Yo. Uh it's Gloria day. Uh and you too did a song called Gloria. That was what I was just saying. Okay, this was written and directed by uh, John Cassavetes starring his wife, Gina Rollins. Buck Henry is in this for just a little small part. Um, This is, um, okay, some Cassavetes movies, you know, he's a legend and he's a legend for making independent movies and uh, back in the day, and and making movies where they kind of had like a rough cut, and they'd improvise a lot of stuff. They'd have a script and everything, but you know, if things were going a certain way, he would you know let it let it flow and everything. Um, some of his movies I have watched, and I really you know before I watch them, I really want to like him, and I'll watch them, and I'm like like husbands, and you know Tim, Peter Falk, and um, Ben Gazzara. And i man, I like all those guys. And I watch it, and I'm like, man, this is a mess. I think it's really not very good. But then um, uh, Woman Under the Influence, I really like. That's one with Gina Rollins. Uh But anyway, this one, I I think I had actually, like I said, maybe seen it, parts of it on TV when I was a lot younger, like a kid. Um, but it's It's good. I like it. Uh it still has that edgy thing and it's a time capsule. You get to see a lot of New York back in the uh this was ma- uh, released in 1980, so you're getting that kind of 70s feel of New York and they shoot right on the street and there's some of the stuff where you know that they they did not have things set up or permits or anything and they were just running and he's there with the camera. Uh I think, you know, I'd, I'd have to I'd like to get maybe some of the Get this if it's got a commentary track from somebody. Um, I like Gina Rollins. She's a really good actress. She's really hardcore, hard-boiled, and uh, um, a good-looking lady that's been around the block that's tough as fucking nails and doesn't take any shit from anybody and um uh the the ones that come to mind like i said i think they remade this with uh sharon stone and then they made that one where mila jovovich was a kind of a vampire hybrid uh ultraviolet and it went along it's a science fiction uh horror science fiction sort of version of gloria and of course not as good. Uh I don't think I have seen the one with Sharon Stone. I like Sharon Stone. She was a fucking hottie back in the day. Um but this is good and um the, the one thing, okay, maybe this is my thing about little kids, I don't know. But it's like um the movie The Road where I said I hated that little kid in the road. Papa papa papa. Papa papa papa. Papa papa papa. Papa papa papa. That would be my luck. Is to there'd be fucking like uh uh the goddamn the the, the fucking uh, end of the world where you know global climate change has started like the shit that happened in, in the the um um comic the massive where the fucking polar ice caps melt uh, shit happens. There's no electric. The fucking uh, oceans are are fucking contaminated. There's parts of the world that are nuclear fucking fucked up, and you know everything's just fucking. There's this extreme weather. They have these horrible uh, electrical thunderstorms. The goddamn you're out on the ocean. There's these fucking tsunamis and and tornadoes and shit everywhere. And with my luck, that would happen, and I would be out there with some little fucking kid that annoyed the shit out of me. Well, this little kid in this one is not as annoying like Papa 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 Papa, papa, papa. But um like some of the dialogue you could tell it's Cassavettes and it's not like something a little kid would say. Uh but I still like it. It's a it's a good one. Uh I think I would buy like I said, if they have a Blu-ray or something where they have a commentary where they talk about making this extensively, you know, or maybe I'll just get on YouTube and see if they have something. I need to get on there and see if they have anything about uh Cassavetes where uh and Tom Noonan is in this who was in um Oh, he was in um Heat. He was in Red Dragon. He was the bad guy in Red Dragon. Um, I don't even... He was... Well, there's a lot of gangsters in this. And there's a lot of guys that are gangster number two, gangster number three. Tom Noonan is one of the gangsters. And some of the gangsters in this uh, look more like... uh, Not as much uh, Sonny Corleone or, uh, you know, the Italian kind of gangsters. Which, Sonny Corleone was an Italian fucking... First of all, James Caan is fucking Jewish. And I think Sonny was... Sonny in the fucking movie had, like, really curly fucking hair, too. (laughs) He did not look like any of the other ones, you know. Uh, He didn't look like Fredo, he didn't look like fucking uh, the dad, he didn't look like the mom, and he didn't look like fucking uh, Michael. So, what's his face? What's that fucker's name? Vito Corleone. I don't know. I guess maybe the mother fooled around because if Vito fooled around, they would know it. I mean, it's not like a, you know, Sonny could come from a different mother and nobody would know. But I haven't read the book, so I don't know. There's some stuff on, like, you can get on Wikipedia and look up a lot of these characters. And then uh, from The Godfather, which is interesting because there have been books out that aren't canon that other people have put out that talk about, like, you know the hit, the origins of Luca Brasi and and some of these people, these characters in the uh, in the book, where they go back before the first Godfather, or they go after and what what happened. And it's pretty cool. I like it. I never played that game. I know they had a video game of the Godfather that looked pretty cool, but it takes a lot for me to get into it. I haven't played anything in a long time, so it takes a lot to get into it. And I I just hate going through the learning phase where you you don't know what the fuck you're doing. And especially when, like, now, if I was... What's this? Uh, Stoyan. Incest, antique zombies, and breastfeeding. Hell yeah. I gotta give a fucking hell yeah to that. (laughs) Burial Ground from 1981. I have not seen that. Uh, What was I thinking about incest movies? Um, I was going to say, like, with the Hatfields and McCoys, when I said that Rob Zombie would make a better version, um, I have always said that nobody does white trash characters modern day better than rob zombie so he could do the hatfields and mccoys make a even if it wasn't called it could be based on the hatfields and mccoys and they could call it the smiths and the joneses but have it sort of be the same time period and everything and have some incest have some fucking really you know inbred people and fucking ultra violence like the goddamn fuckers from um um house of a thousand corpses and uh, what was the other one that i liked the devil's rejects yeah sherry moon i like to eat a sherry moon er, i was gonna say sherry moon zombie i was thinking about moon pies you know and i started to say i'd like to eat a Sherry. i wasn't talking about that i was talking about moon pies and rc cola dig it okay let's get back to movies i watched a documentary called frank serpico Uh, which was really good. I got it on um, iTunes. If you have seen the Al Pacino movie Serpico, you need to watch this. Um, It is awesome. Because, and another thing, this Frank Serpico, to me, is like a real-life hero. Uh, He's a guy that wouldn't take money, that uh, refused to be corrupted, and stood up against the system and fucking paid for it, big time. Like I said, if you watch the movie Serpico with... uh, Al Pacino, you, you know the story. If you haven't, watch it; it's a good movie. Uh, this is the real story with the real life guy. They go back and they not only talk to him, but they talk to other people that were on the in the police department, other people that were his partners. They talk to the guys that were there, backing him up when he got shot in the fucking face. Um, John Turturro is uh, also one of the talking heads in this a little bit. Uh, it's directed and written by Antoni- Antonino uh, D'Ambrosio. Uh, I thought for, when I watched this, I thought maybe that taturo uh had something to uh do with the production and maybe he did. maybe it was like a uh producer or something like that because i when I was watching it uh and he comes on and he's talking um number one, I thought you know Toturo could easily play Frank Serpico, the old Frank Serpico after all this shit happens and he goes to europe and uh and now because he kind of looks like him it's a good documentary check it out check it out (laughs) next thing i watched okay i i just put this down because i thought it was funny i have been watching these um these youtube videos and i don't know why i just maybe it's because i like the guy on there uh i think he's amusing um it's the it's these eating videos where this guy does these challenges. Um, he'll give himself like twenty minutes to like the other day I watched one and he had a challenge. He he called it the Trump challenge because Trump's supposed to eat like shitloads of junk food, and he gave himself <laughs> excuse me he gave himself like twenty minutes to eat six McDonald's Big Macs, six filet of fish sandwiches, three large chocolate shakes, and I think he had like a Uh, a a large mountain dew and it's just funny just to watch him eat it because he talks while he's eating and taking a breath and trying to you know but there was one that he that really caught my eye and it's the first one i watched because it's fun watching him eat different stuff like he's this giant fucking cheesecake and uh, but the one that i that really caught my eye was he he had an eating uh contest with himself of course against time and he was going to eat 100,000 calories in 100 hours. And, like, for the most part, he would eat some really huge meal that would have, like, 20,000 fucking calories or something in it, and then he would, you know, take a break and eat another smaller meal at the end of the day, maybe. But, oh my god, he was eating so much. The one was a Michael Phelps 20, er, I think it was a Michael Phelps 20,000 calorie breakfast. And it was like a large pepperoni pizza. And I mean, there was just so much food on this fucking table. And he's sitting there eating it. It's funny because he'll have like a, every once in a while, a little thing will come up uh, with a little uh, green smiley face emoji that looks sick. And it's him. Uh, it, it'll say, you know, uh, almost threw up right here, and he'll gag. I like watching people gag. I think it's funny. Uh, or, uh, not as much when they actually throw up because I don't like to see the vomit. It's um, his thing. Is uh, where's his actual website? Because I th- I just think it's fucking funny. He's got a real long beard. He's kind of a hipster, but he's from England, and he has a good sense of humor. His it's beer or I'm sorry beard meets. Uh, and that's meats as in m-e-a-t-s, meat. Beer, beard Meats food, and it was the uh, hundred, the one hundred thousand calorie challenge. Beer meets food. It's pretty entertaining. <laughs> and then him talking about pooping and stuff afterwards after eating all that food. I'm sorry, people. I know that's probably not very funny for you. Uh oh, let me look this up because this is funny. I don't know why it's like kind of like the um, what do you call it? the um, Swedish erotica thing I was thinking somebody and I'm trying to think who it was was saying the other day and I'm sorry if I if I don't um, if I don't give you credit I can't think of who it was and I don't know where it's at on the Facebook page. um said what what uh specific like porn movies uh got you like uh, uh, you know t- tipped off your um uh your 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 blast into puberty I guess and um well and what I was saying on that was um that of course when that happened we didn't have Um, you had, you didn't have VHS, you know, when I was like, I I was thinking it was around 11 or 12 years old, you know, you didn't have, um, we didn't have VHS and DVD, you didn't, back then you didn't even, I, I think we might have started getting HBO, but they didn't have anything that, that extreme, um on there like now my god on the on the uh in demand or pay-per-view in demand or whatever you want to call it on on cable you can bring up you know hardcore porn um but anyway i was laughing because i it it just i thought it was funny because you know it got me into thinking about you know that shit and uh you know, how we used to look at the uh, J.C. Pennies or the Sears catalog, I would look at like the bra and underwear section or in the summer when they had the uh, bikinis and stuff like that. And then, of course, my dad would have tucked away in uh, in his uh, sock drawer or in his dresser or behind the dresser, you know, Playboy, Penthouse, or Hustler and stuff like that. Um, now, later on, uh, when we did start getting... You know VHS stores. Then, of course, you had you know porn all over them. You you uh, when you could drive, you had to be able to drive because you're not going to be able to. You know the the stores were far enough away that I had to drive. But, you know, you're not going to do it with your parents. And I remember, like, I would go rent porn, and I would stick it under the seat of my car. And then I would go out after my mom and dad would go to bed. Or in the afternoon or something like that, I would smuggle it out. And I had a hiding place in the house, which was funny. And then, you know, you could watch it. Rah, watch porn. <laughs> but the one was, called not, uh, uh, there was one called not the Loving Kind. And I think I, I posted that. But, my God, hell, I remember watching that. Uh, that was like mid-90s, I think. I was looking way back. But uh, the reason I remember that, there was a chick in that. And this this goes to a mainstream movie, too. Uh, there was a chick in that, um, and her name is Shayla Laveau. And I thought she, I was like, man, she's fucking hot. I love her. You know, she's a little, little petite uh, blonde. And she kind of had that scratchy, like I said, like that Demi Moore voice. And now she's out, and she's like probably like, close to 50 she's still like milf stuff but this was back when she was probably like 20 years old you know and she was like one of my favorites and i would get everything she was in but um that she was in that movie orgasmo that um the uh, um the guys from south park did orgasmo she was one of these she played the greek a greek greek porno actress because that was where the mormon guy uh i don't know if i can't remember i haven't seen uh, orgasmo in a long time but he was somehow this uh born-again christian or mormon uh was going around with their little white shirts and black ties and and i cannot remember why he was either trying to make money or something and he he got into making porno movies. So not the loving kind. The reason one of the reasons that I actually let one of my one of my coworkers uh, watch that one. I was like, Hey, you gotta see this is good is because she was so cute and so good looking. Um and like at the, the, I think it was like one of the very first scenes is her and Peter North, and uh, they're having sex and and you know they're just going at it and he's like you know he wants to do like anal sex with her and she goes I've never done that before and and he goes if you if you love me you'll let me do it and so she's like okay so then he does it and then of course it goes on like every other fucking like you know every other porno movie and then when he's done she's like I love you and he just looks at her and he goes. I'm not the loving kind, so he tricked her. Which and I, I just thought it was funny because she was just like all let down. She you know, put out her like bottom lip. It's like, oh, you know that sucks. And then throughout the whole movie, like she would go and be with uh, like some other dude or getting a threesome with a girl and another guy. And she was like, oh my god, you guys are so great. I love you. And they'd be like, eh, I don't think so. <laughs> she was just looking for somebody to love. I just thought that was funny. I don't know. You had to be there. <laughs> But it was funny we were talking about there about um you know all the the porn and stuff like that when you're when you're growing up and I like I said back in the day I mean shit we had um oh I can name like a million people but we were talking about when we were really young because like I said when puberty I remember seeing like at the drive-in in the paper you know you'd open up the paper and they'd have a um a section that would say what was playing at the local theaters and this one drive-in it was called the riverside drive-in would have these uh, x-rated movies but they weren't triple x they were triple x movies that had been cut down to to an x so they didn't show any penetration you didn't see any money shots or anything like that but you saw the boobs and the butt and pretty much them going screwing but you couldn't see any no close-ups and um but like seika and uh we I've talked about this before on the show and uh Desiree they always had the inside, inside Desiree custo inside Annie Sprinkle and all this shit. So those 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 were like seven um kinda late mid probably late seventies, early to mid eighties uh chicks. So anyway, that's the porn thing. Porn talk. Not the loving kind, that's funny. I couldn't find it on here. Where the hell is that at? Uh, let's see. Maybe, you know, with those damn things, it might have been called something else. Let me see if I can find that son of a bitch. Because uh, Ju- uh, I'm trying to think who else was in that. I know Jul- Julie Ashton uh, was another big star that was in um, Orgasmo. They were the two real porn chicks that were in, in orgasmo. I'm never going to find it on here, so I don't give a shit. I just thought maybe if I could find it, I would look and see. Uh, I, <laughs> I would look for the, uh, um, the director's commentary. I love the names. So, see, some of these aren't too bad. That that one, I was looking up the, the one week with, oh, um, well, when Loaf and I were on here, I think we were talking about some, some porn and, uh, I don't know how the hell we got on that. Anyway, these aren't these don't have any any funny names, you know. Like uh, my oh well, here's one. My last whore, low down dirty dames. Um, these are pretty all pretty tame. I like the ones that have the funny names. Orgasmos a pretty fucking funny name, but hell, that was a mainstream fucking movie. Sleaze, that's a pretty good name. <laughs> she must have made made uh, uh, more high high class. Okay anal crack masters that's a good name uh assy sassy Mm, what else we got here anal thunder that sounds like farting (laughs) 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 i'm not into i mean i think it's funny by myself but i'm not into the farting that much (laughs) anal thunder anal thunder meets assy sassy that would be like a that would be like a, a Pacific Rim versus Godzilla or something I'd watch that uh watch the documentary called Mansfield 6667 or 6667 this is pretty entertaining it's a documentary about Jane Mansfield and how her getting involved with Anton LaVey, uh, the head of the satanic church in San Francisco and um all the shenanigans and all that shit has a lot of uh like John Waters and people like that in there um also, um, Ken- Kenneth Anger or Anger, Kenneth Anger, uh, Lucifer, um, and they just talk about the times and how pretty much both of them were um, the kind of uh, people that starred for attention and publicity. And like Jane Mansfield, she always played the kind of like the dumb blonde, but hell, she's had this you know really extraordinarily high IQ, and and she played that character, but she was like. Uh, crazy like a fox she knew how to uh manipulate and what people wanted she would show up at these uh, hollywood events and everything and uh uh wear real low-cut um tops i remember there was a a uh, made-for-tv movie about her with arnold schwarzenegger and lonnie uh, anderson and lonnie anderson played jay mansfield and uh arnold played mickey hargitay who is Mariska Hargate's uh father? Well, Jane Mansfield and Mariska Hargate is Jane Mansfield and Mickey Hargate's kid, and she was on Law and Order Special Victims Unit. Chung chung. Lesbian dating game, that sounds pretty good. Booty sisters, those were really early ones. That was before this chick got big time. Anal Thunder too. I gotta check that out. Who's in Anal Thunder too? Let me see here. T.T. T. Boy, Tom Byron. I hate Tom Byron. He was just, he was probably, you know, from what I have heard, he just seemed like a nice, you know, he was probably like a nice guy, and the girls liked him and said that, you know, he was a nice guy. But he was always kind of, especially when he got older, and he kind of looked creepy. When he was young, he looked like a, just, like a young, innocent kid, and he could pull that kind of character off. But then he got old, and, like, he would had this long hair, and he kind of had a, 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 kind of a, not a good build, and, eh. This, he tried to look cool, but he looked like a dork with the, who was trying to look cool. I don't see anybody else in here that's even Peter North, of course. Joey Silvera. I don't like him either. He sweated and he was kind of like a douche. Anyway. Uh what else we got? Yeah. But the Jane Mansfield documentary is good. It's fun. It's done. Has like animated stuff in it. Like I said, you got when you got John Waters and uh uh Divine and stuff like that and it it, it comes from that kind of a kind of a thing, the John Waters kind of uh feel uh watched custer of the west starring robert shaw and robert ryan um custer of la west um i saw this a long time ago and for some reason i'm thinking that i saw it at my cousin's house in like cleveland when i was a little kid and you know you always think about um now, this is a. Okay. <laughs> I was just going to have a complaint about IMDb. I, I, I typed in Custer of the West and hit search, and it comes up two different titles Custer and Custer, two TV episodes. One of them's Gunsmoke, and the other one's something else. Okay. But then I was going to bitch. I was going to say, now, how the fuck did I type in Custer of the West and the goddamn actual. Title: Custer of the West doesn't come up. And then I look up in the search field, and I typed in Custer of Custer. (laughs) Custer of Custer. Okay, right there it is. Custer of the West, you son of a bitch. There. Okay. So anyway, this was uh, directed by Robert Siodmak, and uh, written by Bernard Gordon and Julian Zmet. And again, uh, this is one of the earlier, earliest uh, movies I think that I saw Robert. Sh- well, maybe not because he was in uh, he was in Battle of the Bulge, and he was in um, Battle of Britain. I'm sure I'm not trying to think of any other movies that Robert Shaw was in that were earlier than this. But anyway, this is one of his earlier films, and he plays General George Armstrong Custer. Uh, it also has Ty Harden in it who was in PT 109 and who later became a kind of a uh, one of those guys one of those I don't know if I'd say white supremacists, but one of those guys that moved out in the like the uh, Northwest and didn't want to pay taxes and they started a community up and they were anti-government uh, kind of went along with the uh, Randy Weaver and the uh, those kind of people that. You know, were against the government, didn't want to pay taxes, didn't want to get license plates for their cars, didn't want to, like, they they wouldn't recognize any law enforcement except, I think, the sheriff, because the sheriff is actually voted for, whereas police chiefs and stuff like that aren't, and, of course, they hated the FBI, and, uh... Oh, the Congress and the President and all that shit. Depending on who the President was, I think they you know, probably liked some of the ones that were more along with lines of them. Jeffrey Hunter is also in this, who played Jesus Christ and played Captain Christopher Pike in um, one of the earlier Star Wars uh, episodes of the original series. And he also was in uh, Searchers with John Wayne. Uh, Lawrence Tierney is also in this. He plays uh, General Sheridan. Who the fuck played? Um, shit. What hells that jackass name that fucking burned everything down in in the South? <laughs> okay. Robert Ryan uh, played Pat, Sergeant Patrick Sullivan or Mulligan. Uh, I don't see it. I thought that was uh, not Sheridan. I thought it was the other guy. What's that Dickhead's name, the burned uh Atlanta Motherfucker why you people Why can't you help me? I need Siri to help me uh this is fun. Sherman, Jesus Christ, I'm so fucking stupid sometimes. Uh, it was right on the tip of me tongue. Um, but anyway, this is a pretty good um, movie. I remembered it being kind of a sort of a uh, uh, old west deconstruction movie where you know they always put like uh, in the in, uh, a long time ago they put like Custer up you know uh, as a hero and he fought the Indians and then he died. Fighting them at the Battle of. uh, Not wounded. A little bighorn. And uh, he stood there gallantly to the last man, and then they killed him and everything. Um, But for some reason, I remember this being more of uh, Custer being crazy and being an asshole. And uh, um, it's not they play that up really big time in the movie, little Dustin Hoffman movie, little big man, the Custer. And I think it had more of a, like a Vietnam kind of a thing with the crazy generals and all that shit. Um, but this one is not, not nowhere near like that. Um, he's really hardcore. He's uber patriotic. Uh, he, you know, whatever order they give him, he's going to follow it. Uh, so as a military guy following orders and being tough and, training his men to, you know, get them in shape and everything. He's, he comes off as like a pretty cool guy. Of course, he did make some stupid decisions. And, it, and you know, they kind of, kind of, uh, I don't know if they say they have their cake and eat it too, but he's told by the politicians and by General Sheridan, uh, you know, by any means to clear up the, in, the uh, Indian problem which would be like native American first nations people or whatever. Uh, now is what we call, them. um, but, uh, I'll say Indian cause that's what they use all the way through this. Um, he's kind of an asshole, but, uh, honestly, if you watch, if you're going for success, which in this case, success is genocide. You know, he's pretty good until he pays the fucking piper, but Robert Shaw was good. Uh, Uh, Like I said, for some reason, I remember him being more of a lunatic. But I hadn't seen this since probably early 1970s, you know. And that was a long time ago, people. See what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Custer of the West, check. I watched uh, the Alistair McLean movie, Bear Island. At one point, uh, Alistair McLean became this really successful, uh, best-selling novelist. He wrote these action novels. Novels, and they some of them were Old West, some of them were like on ships, or uh, you know, just different things. Uh, World War Two. It just depended, you know, Alistair McLean. Um, But this one, um, I had never heard of, and I saw a poster for it a long, uh, yeah, maybe like last year or something. I was like, holy shit! Um, And I thought, I want to, I need to see this. Let me look this motherfucker up. Of course, you gotta spell Alistair right. <laughs> oh, God damn it! just look up Bear Island, you stupid motherfucker. <laughs> I don't know how that motherfucker spells his name, but I can't fucking. So anyway, and of course, his name doesn't come up where you can click on it. Like I wanted to see other... I knew Breakheart Pass was an Alistair McLean movie, and off the top of my head, I'm trying to think of some other ones. But you would think, since he wrote the damn thing, that it would say right... Okay, two more credits. Maybe that's what I had to look under. Alistair McLean, right there he is. You jag off. He did Guns of Navarone. What's that? Satan's Bug was all right it wasn't very good that's when i looked up and i and where eagles dare which i talked about earlier uh let's see what else we got here for movies guns of navarone the Satan and bug ice station zebra see that it's that kind of movie action adventure eagle, where eagles dare uh break heart pass that's charles bronson Force of Na- Force Ten from Navarone. I ha- I read that book in like uh junior high. Uh that's the one with Harrison Ford and uh, Apollo Creed and uh Robert Shaw's in that one too, so he must have Alistair McLean and him must have had a connection <laughs> Dun, dun, dun. that's um johnny halliday I didn't you guys probably didn't know i speak french fluently anyway uh bear island stars uh robert sullivan <laughs> donald sutherland <laughs> robert sullivan it stars donald sutherland um and uh vanessa redgrave who had the hump on her back in that movie with uh, what's his face she was a nun and uh what's his name oliver reed what was that movie called (laughs) oh we was they reviewed it on the show on the one show the the devils Anyway, she was the hot hunchback that wanted to fuck uh Oliver Reed. Uh, I need to watch that again. I haven't seen it in a long time. That was uh the G G T M C was introduced. was open my mind, man. They're messing with my mind. Um Oh man, I'm having stomach pains. Uh, anyway, okay. So Bear Island has a real, has a pretty good pretty good cast i was just gonna say a really good cast but they have a pretty good cast uh donald sutherland vanessa redgrave richard woodmark christopher lee lloyd bridges and some other people okay now the thing about this movie is um okay at one point uh donald sutherland was pretty fucking big we did mash and uh you know invasion of the body snatchers there was a lot of movies that he was in uh eye of the needle um where uh, eagle the eagle has landed. I'm trying to think what else. But he was in those one with Julie Christie and you know. But he was in a lot of fucking movies, uh, Animal House and that shit. So he had a pretty big name. Um, now, this movie takes place. It's sort of like an Ice Station Zebra kind of a thing because it takes place like in the in the the fucking um, oh of course Bear Island, but it's in a wintry atmosphere like a, a it's a nato kind of a thing nor, norwegian island bear island okay but it's all it's like a uh what do you call it like an arctic kind of a of, of a uh terrain Just lots of snow it's cold as fuck um they have these things um they're sort of like um snowmobiles but okay they have like in the snowmobiles they have like the, the the it's almost like a tank tread kind of a thing in the back the that propels it and then in the front you have like the handlebars like on a motorcycle or a bicycle and that are hooked to like skis and you sit on it right it right well this thi- these things must have been like an earlier version of that where you had everything but um you sat on it but you just wore your snow skis uh, and use those to turn and everything. It didn't have the, the skis that were hooked to the to the front. It just was, like, if you were on it and you just got on it and you didn't have the skis, it would just go straight, you know, one direction. But you wear, like, your snow skis, like if you were skiing, and you just have them on the, your feet on the ground and use your skis. So it was kind of weird. But um, the cast, number one, when I was watching it, I got confused because there was a lot of people in this that I didn't know who they were. Like I I wasn't familiar with the actors, and they all kind of ran together. They were talking about who's the bad, you know, who could it be? Who's sabotaging things? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? Could it be so and so? Could it be so? And And there, well, okay, now I know who Richard Woodmark is, you know, and I know uh, Vanessa Redgrave and Donald Sutherland. And Lloyd Bridges. But then everybody else, I was kind of like, you know, okay, who are they talking about? Like, the, even just by the names, I, uh, you know, I was like, okay, is that, is that which guy is that, you know? Uh, it's okay. It's not great. Uh, I can see why it, it's, uh, I had never heard of it. It gets a 5.9 on IMDb. But it's, like I said, it's worth a watch. It's on um, YouTube if you if you want to check it out. But it's not great. It has one scene in it where Donald Sutherland and this guy getting a, get in a uh, fist fight, which is kind of kind of cool. But what I was going to say was, I think, you know, if this would have had, like, a, a different cast, like, say you had Charles Bronson at, in the Donald Sutherland part, uh, instead of Vanessa Redgrave shit, you could have had goddamn Charles Bronson's fucking wife. Instead of Richard Widmark have... Gregory fucking Peck instead of Christopher Lee, you know, and what I'm saying if you would have had some bigger names, you have Lloyd Bridges, Richard Widmark, Donald Sutherland. It's, it's kind of a, I don't want to say a B movie cast, but it's not a top upper, upper echelon, like a uh, cast that's going to draw a lot of people. And what they were saying when I read up on it was um, at one point, you know, with su- the success of like uh, several of these um, Alistair MacLean books that were turned into movies they had about five or six other books of his that they wanted to make into movies this was i think all shot for some reason i'm thinking it was uh canadian and it did it it was a flop it didn't do very well at all and then after it flopped then that one studio or whoever was going to do all these alistair McLean books and turn them into movies decided eh maybe we better not but like i said it's on youtube for free and it's worth a watch to add to your uh your list of you know just different movies uh watched valerian again my friend watched it so i watched it too it was okay like i said i mean it's just i talked about it before it looks really good uh it's missing something i don't think the lead characters were that great and uh like i said it looks better than the the story actually was I've been uh, finished um, the I think the first and s- maybe second season, or was it just the first season? I better Call Saul. I really like it. I think it's really good. I watched uh, Hitman's Bodyguard, uh, which is Samuel Jackson and Ryan Reynolds. Um, Ryan Reynolds, I think, in everything but Deadpool is just kind of playing Ryan Reynolds. And he's probably playing just playing Ryan, Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool 2, but he wears a mask so you don't have to see his face. Um, this is kind of just a fun action, you know, uber action, fun spy movie or whatever. Samuel L. Jackson's good in it. He says fuck a lot, which Ryan Gosling even says, oh my God, he goes, you, you say motherfucker or fuck so much that it's, you know, you have actually worn out the, the words fuck and motherfucker just being around you. Something like that. I can't remember what it was. It was funny, but it's, I can't remember what it is, so it's not that funny. Uh, I've heard that uh, they're possibly going to make another Lethal Weapon sequel. And uh, for me... They're going to have Danny Glover and Mel Gibson. Jesus Christ, give it up. Uh, I watched Thor Ragnarok. I cannot remember if I talked about that or not. Uh, Again, uh, I went to see it at the theater. It's kind of like two movies. They often do this with um, comic book movies where I've said before that uh, they throw too many characters in. They can't just have one story and say, okay, we're going to do this story and this is what we're going to do. They'll have to, like with this one, you had the stuff with um, Hela... Which could have just been one movie. Just Hella coming, them dealing with her, you know. Just like the classic wrestling thing, you got the hero, villain shows up, beats shit out of the hero, beats him down, beats him down, beats him down, beats him down. Finally he gets the big comeback at the end. You know, you get the fucking you get the, you bust the nut when he wins in the end. But they do hell the Hella story, which is not a funny story, and then they divide the movie in half, and they do, like, a, uh, was it Planet Hulk? Where he goes and fights in the goddamn, like, gladiator-type tournaments against the Hulk and other people. And that was, like, a lot of comedy. So you kind of had two different things going on there, and you could have just had one or the other. The one thing about this was, I thought it just went way, I mean, it was just over the top with with the kind of tongue-in-cheek, wink-wink, funny stuff. Um, I don't mind some of the funny stuff in these movies, like Avengers and stuff like that. They'll throw some funny stuff in. This was just all really like, you know, somebody said, well, um, I liked it. It seemed like the cast was having a good time. (laughs) Were they really there to have a good time? They're there to entertain us, not entertain each other. Um, but like I said, it wasn't bad. It, but it, it, was, uh, it was okay. It, I, it wasn't great. Um, boom, 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 You know, somebody was talking about that fucking Italian... Um, Eurocrime movie. And just when I was kind of fake singing in French, the Johnny Halliday thing, I was remembering... They said what was the song you were singing? I cannot remember what it was saying but the it sounded like a like a. I I remember saying it sounded like Franco Nero or something was actually singing the the theme to the song, to the movie and he was like Driving down the road Gun in my hand <coughs> Shit Gun to catch the bad guys Pull into the drive-thru And get the hamburger Shoot a prostitute In the fucking face You know, and, and I cannot remember what that was Shit But as I, I even tried to look up I thought when they mentioned that I thought I knew what movie it was And I looked it up and then Um was looking up the soundtrack, and I could not find it, because when the movie I thought it was, when I looked up the soundtrack, the theme was something totally different. Um, so, who knows? Uh, let's see, what else we got here? Finished uh, the entire Mad Men series from beginning to end. thought it was really good. I know when I first started watching it, I even commented on here, you know, everybody on the show is an asshole, so how can I like watching this? But... It's good. It was good, and it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it. And it's fun. And Loaf and I spent uh, about an hour or more the other day just putting up Mad Men memes to each other and gifs uh, on uh, the messenger on Facebook. Ah, uh, blitnutnudet uh, do the dinner. I think I already maybe talked about. I can't remember if I talked about that. That was who was in this movie. Steve Coogan and Richard Gere. And who are these broads? Who are these broads? Uh nobody else. Laura allora Linney's in it, and you know she's a good actress, but I she gets on my nerve. Uh, Rebecca Hall is also in this. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And uh, to, again, by the end of the movie, you know, when I just said that uh, about people being unlikable, even the ones you think you like at the beginning, and you think you know where it's going, oh, they're assholes. They're shits. Uh that's on. Um, I think I might have rented that on iTunes No. I think I did get that on Netflix instant. Um To Roam with Love was the Woody Allen I think I did remember talking about that. To Rome with Love, the Woody Allen movie. It's got uh Oh, that Baldwin. Got that guy that plays Lex Luthor in the new fucking movies. Meh. Oh, it's come getting on a poop time. Kona Coast, actually, that's a Richard Boone movie that fucking sucked dick. I got that on iTunes. I was like, "Oh, fucking Richard Boone. I've never heard of this. It takes place in Hawaii. I thought it was going to be really good." It was a piece of shit. And somebody actually when I looked it up actually said that it was they thought it was a uh, uh like an actual pilot to a TV show. It was horrible. Uh What's this? Oh, Kirk Douglas and Faye Dunaway in the arrangement. From 1969, this is uh, Elia Kazan, written and directed. It's from his uh, novel. I think they said he wrote this uh, novel. It was actually kind of about himself, about a guy that's really... Success- He's kind of like a Don Draper guy. He's in advertising and all this shit. He's like the big guru of advertising, like Don Draper and Mad Men. But he loses his fucking mind and uh, goes crazy, uh, tries to end himself and Faye Dunaway is in this and she is so good looking. And Deborah uh Kerr is in this, Deborah Carr. I've heard people say Carr but it looks like Kerr and Tim Kerr played for the Flyers so I will say Kerr. But I think it might be Deborah Carr. Uh Faye Dunaway is just beautiful in this and uh she's a uh, you know a chick that works in the office that he hooks up with, you know, and he's much older and uh Deborah Carr is um his wife and um You know, it's a good movie. It it was another one that uh, kind of failed at the box office, I think. And it might have been Elia Kazan's last movie. Richard Boone is also in this. Hume Cronin. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, that's worth a watch. I got that one on uh, iTunes. I didn't think I had seen it. And then when I started watching, I was like, fuck, I've seen this. And I remember it wasn't. It's it's good enough to watch. Uh, Kirk Douglas is really good. And him and... uh, What's her face? Faye Dunaway, get naked. Uh, Kirk is one of those guys like Lancaster that, you know, his ego is big enough that he likes to show his ass. And uh, Faye Dunaway is just hot. And uh, that Deborah Kerr, Deborah Carr, I think she might have been in the one in Gypsy Moss that had sex with Burt Lancaster and that, and they both showed their ass. And she was a MILF in this, too. She was, like, the same age as that. What's his face? Kirk. Kirk fucking Douglas! (laughs) (laughs) Hat full of brain. That was a good movie. Seen that I have heard the title before. And this is Dawn Murray, the Emperor Saint, and the Francioso. Henry Silva is also in this. Sound all song.